Welcome to The World in 10, the Times of London's unique take on world events every day. I'm Alex Dibble. And I'm Sonal Patel. In the next 10 minutes, uh, we'll be talking all things Oscars. The £1 bank buy. And the BBC crisis is resolved, kind of. Due to the time difference between the UK and the US, the Oscars is still going when everyone in the UK is actually waking up and having their breakfast and things. So this morning, uh, I was straight on the live blog that was on the Times website, and it was quite clear that one film had dominated the ceremony. And the Oscar goes to everything, everywhere, all at once. Michelle Yeoh. Jamie Lee. And the Oscar goes to So yes, they were the big winners on what is cinema's biggest night of the year, isn't it? Through the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Yeah, well, I turned on Times Radio and who did I catch? But the Times chief film critic, Kevin Mayer, and his rant (laughs) about everything, everywhere, all at once. It won not because it was the best film. It won because it had the best award season narrative. Uh, the best supporting actor, Kehi Kwan, who's in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and then dropped out of acting for 20 years. The reason he got that award is because uh, voters are suckers for that comeback story. And of course, he received the award and he cried on stage that this is the American dream. There's about five other people who could have won that award. You know, it just, uh, you know, Michelle Yeoh won Best Actress. She, you know, she, she has been criminally ignored throughout her career. And so the reason she won Best Actress was because she had that great narrative. Like, this is her time. Basically, the context of last night is it was a award ceremony that was taking place in the shadow of the Will Smith slap. It just had to be safe, it had to be cuddly and comfy, and they gave everything to this film because, yes, it was you know a safe, a very, very safe bet. He reckons it's all about timing, mm. right? So the Banshees of Inishirin was out earlier in the year, uh, it did really well at the Venice Film Festival, mm-hmm. and then by the time the Oscars came around... There was a new film in town. Yes. Um, he also didn't like The Whale, uh, funnily enough. Uh, this is from Kevin's opinion piece on the Times app now. Uh, Brendan Fraser's best actor win for the deeply preposterous, hammy <laughs> and melodramatic The Whale seemed wholly idiotic. That's a bit harsh. Yeah, really His harsh. win here is miraculous. His performance was not. Um, but something uplifting, because we, that's what we need. And Leslie Patterson, she is that. A Scottish triathlete who wrote the script for All Quiet on the Western Front. She missed out to women talking in Best Adapted Screenplay Mm. and spoke to the Times from the Oscars after party and she was happy, even though she didn't win. You're standing beside Brandon Fraser, just kind of hanging out. And then you're stood next to, oh, that's right, Kate Blanchett's walking down the corridor and you're giving her a hug. They, They end up just being normal people and that's the thing, you know. So, Alex, Mm. what can you buy for a pound? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) These days, like a chocolate bar. What about a bank? A whole proper bank for one British pound. Um, It's what multinational HSBC bought the UK arm of the collapsed Silicon Valley bank for. 
uh, in a deal brokered by the Chancellor, who should have really been working on his speech for his budget this week. Uh, instead, he was trying to reassure the country's tech firms that their money was safe. Yeah, this is Jeremy Hunt, who spent the whole of the weekend locked in talks. Um, the Silicon Valley Bank essentially specialises in funding for technology firms and startups, uh, both in the US and in the UK. And the Times technology business reporter, Katie Prescott, explains how and when all the problems began. Through the economic downturn after the pandemic, tech firms have struggled. It's been a really tough environment to raise money. And so they turned to withdraw more money out of Silicon Valley Bank than the bank had expected. It in turn then had to sell some of its assets to try and cover that capital. Those assets were bonds, which was a sensible thing to invest in and interest rates were low, but it had to sell them in a higher interest rate environment at a loss. And so that was where the discrepancy came in. SVB announced losses of nigh on $2 billion. Um, Thursday, those firms with money in the bank got spooked and started taking money out. And by Friday, there was no love. The US regulators shut down the bank and this led to panic in the UK. And as Katie explains, it proves that perception is really more powerful than fact. It's a small community and they all talk. WhatsApp lit up. I don't think I've had as many messages in my life as I had on Friday. As people were kind of going, what do we do? Um, and the Bank of England stepped in to say, if something doesn't happen over the weekend, we're going to make it insolvent. And people were terrified. I mean, there's one chap I've been speaking to who sent me a message this morning saying he's still shaking. He just sold his business. He had £50 million in the bank. He'd earmarked for genetic research to, to help his young son who's poorly, and you can imagine, it just faced losing all of that. And HSBC may well have got a bit of a bargain here because the UK arm of Silicon Valley Bank is actually in in good shape. You know, there are 3,000 plus investors, there's adequate capital, reasonable profits. HSBC is more than big enough as a bank to deal with the risks involved. And um, you can read more on this in Katie Prescott's piece, uh, An Extraordinary Banking Crisis, um, well worth a Times digital subscription. We're going to point you in the direction of three other pieces on the Times app now that are well worth a read. Um, One is the outgoing president of Micronesia has accused Chinese state officials of threatening his personal safety when he planned to switch diplomatic ties from China to Taiwan. Um, He says that bribes have been offered for officials in his country and in the Pacific to stay silent and be complicit. Pope Francis has been kind of causing waves. He suggested uh, the rule about priests being celibate could be reviewed. He described it as temporary. Well, as temporary is something that's been going for 1,700 years. <laughs> is um, In the interview, he said there's no contradiction for a priest to marry. And Tom Cruise has been rejected. No. He has. Um, the governor of Svalbard... Uh, which is a Norwegian territory near the Arctic, has refused a request for 30 helicopter landings as part of filming for the new Mission Impossible film. And as a result of his refusal, production and the timetable is now at risk. That, of course the theme tune to Match of the Day, Mm -hmm. an UK 
institution. Been around for years and basically it's a programme that shows uh, the highlights of football games. It's usually one and a half hours long. It is. This weekend it was subbed to 20 minutes. Mm. And that's because its presenter, Gary Lineker, a national treasure to some, not so much to others, former England footballer, he was taken off air because of a tweet. But he's had talks with his boss, the Director General of the BBC, Tim Davey. Asking Gary to step back off air was, I think, a significant thing. And now we look forward with this agreement moving forward to resolve things and get back to business as usual. Unprecedented. I mean, it was it was quite extraordinary. Um, leading to the 20-minute show, as we said, uh, without presenters, without commentary. So mm. basically you had pictures, but no one to explain who was doing what. I'm sure you could have worked it out. I didn't. Um, but would you believe the ratings were up half a million people tuning in, I reckon, like me, out of curiosity? I've come down to the 11th floor to speak to Foreign Desk Editor Mike Smith. Uh, Mike, what have you got coming up on the app? We're going to be looking at President Biden, who's uh, caused a row by authorising a huge drilling programme in the Alaskan wilderness. Uh, environmentalists have accused him of betrayal. Uh, his defenders, however, say it's essential if America's going to be self-sufficient in energy. Uh, in New York, uh, we're taking a look at the city's uh, complaints hotline. Uh, it's been going for about 10 years, and some of the best examples of some of the more weird things that have been asked include, uh, can I file a noise complaint against my fridge? And uh, can you tell me how to boil a live chicken. You're making this up now. No, all true. That is it for the world in 10 today. See you tomorrow.